We don't have to sing. Let's not. Oh, hello, gentle listener. Welcome to Hot Drinks. Before... I'm fucking drunk. God damn it. Like and subscribe. Hi, Sister Twain. Hi, Brother Coffee. Are you wearing makeup today? No. Oh, okay. Why? You look very nice. Oh, thanks. Well, that's because my styes are now down to just red, red dots. Wonderful. Not tits growing out of my eyelids. I love that if people are new <laughs> listeners, on the last several episodes, <laughs> within the first three sentences... We talk about styes, and people are probably like, fuck this noise. <laughs> They're out of there. So in the first season, we did that, but it was our depression. Yes. Hi, welcome, and how are you? Well, I'm still depressed. Right, right. Yeah. Anyway. And we still are depressed. And also, also, my um, hair dresser gave me a trim this week and dyed my eyebrows. So that oh, also might be what you're thinking. That could be why, maybe. Because yeah. your eyes do look sort of like more vibrant. They're framed. That's why. They're framed a little yeah. better. Yeah. Well, I am seeing my hairdresser tomorrow. <gasps> oh. And because like, look at me. I'm a, like the hair on my head is too long. The beard is crazy. I'm all it's, scruffy here. I'm a mess. You're a mountain man. I'm a mountain man, but not in a good, not in a like a hot way, in like an annoying way. <laughs> So welcome to Hot Drinks, welcome. which is a podcast. It is a podcast. And tell us about you. Who are you? I am Latter-day Twaint. Right. Not Latter-day Taint. No. Or Saint. No. Because I ain't. You ain't no saint. I, um... You're closer to a taint than a saint. <laughs> right. That could be merch. Like it should could say saint on one side and taint on the other side with like a scale, like a, uh-huh. you know, like a meter. Oh, okay. Like you could decide where, you know, are you closer to the saint or the taint? Like an odometer. We're still workshopping it. It's uh, fine. <laughs> um, yes, I am 44 years old. Oh God, we have to say our age. <laughs> you know. Um, but I just, I, I, I want everyone to know I'm Gen X. Oh, okay. Um, and I'm a redhead. Okay. And I'm a Libra. Red pubes, too. Oh, speaking of which, uh-huh. someone got a picture of those tonight. Oh. A couple hours ago. Congratulations uh, to that person. Anyway, also, I was born in Louisiana. Okay. And raised in the South. And uh, I'm the oldest of three siblings. And for the first year of my life, first year of my life, first <laughs> 24 hours of my life, my dad wanted to name me Foggy Bayou. Maybe I've said that before. Oh, I don't, I don't even. You've think never I heard that? that. No. Oh my god! Didn't you have another? Didn't you have a podcast or a blog or something named Foggy Bayou? I, uh, for a hot second, was because workshopping that. Yeah, and okay. um, also it's going to be one of my first tattoos. Foggy I'm going to I'm going to tattoo Foggy Bayou on me, and my other first tattoo um, will be my temple name, which was Judith. I. I'm trying to think of what tattoo I want next. I think for sure I want it on my forearm, though. I just need to decide what it is. Okay. So, anyway. Well, I'm Brother Jack Coffee. Yeah. Well, tell us about you. I'm 27 years old. <laughs> just kidding. I'm not. Um, God, I didn't, I didn't know we had to introduce ourselves, and I didn't think of anything. So I could do it. Okay, you introduce okay, me. Okay, you're 42. God, I didn't... <laughs> You're six five. So I'm not Gen X, just so you know. Oh, don't start. I'm in the okay. weird. We've talked a, about okay. this. I I'm okay with you being a zenial. No, I I'm like there's a weird cutoff. Oh yeah, yeah called bum crack or something I don't know like what that. It is. It yeah, has different names, but I'm um, like not quite Gen X, but I'm not quite a millennial. Anyway, I'm just a, fits into my story of I not do. belonging. <laughs> uh, you are gay. 
Yes. You... Queer as a nickel in a chicken coop. Really. <laughs> I've never heard that before. Oh, except for the last time you said it. Um, Queer as a $2 bill. You uh, are Utah born and bred? Yes. My parents did breed me here. Yeah. Oh, dear God. They banged it out. Um. Okay. Um, Actually, they may have been in another state when they banged it out. You are... Because haven't we talked about uh, when I was conceived? I don't know. So my birthday is in June, and we were, and I have two brothers who also have birthdays in June. And one time we were, we were talking about how there's a lot of September birthdays, and that kind of makes sense because that's nine months after January, so it's like the New Year or like New Year's uh, Eve or whatever. Uh-huh. And then we were like, "But why are so many June birthdays? Because that's nine months after September." Uh-huh. So we're like, "Is it like a back to school thing?" Like, oh, oh my god! And my mom said, "Oh no, uh, your dad and I used to have a convention that we went to every September." So and it was. One of the and two times and, a year she'd have sex. Me and my brothers were just like, we didn't need to know. <laughs> but we were conceived in like a Motel 6 <laughs> at some uh, um, some convention. You are one of eight siblings? Yes. Which one? I'm the fourth. Okay. Uh, five of which are out of the church. Yeah. Congratulations. So there's some, there's another sc- yeah. scale to tip. And yes. then, and then, what else do we want to say about you? I'm uh, a Gemini, but I'm a, a Cancer Moon with okay. a Leo rising. <laughs> so, really get into that. And and to be to be totally honest, I identify a lot more with my Cancer Moon than my Gemini Sun. Okay. So, and I'm still not sure about my Leo rising. I'm still figuring that. I one really out. appreciate that honesty. Well, thank you. <laughs> Um, we both the thing that we have in common, the literal one thing we have nothing else in common, <laughs> is that we both were in mixed orientation marriages, meaning we married people that had a different sexual orientation than us. It was so mixed up, you guys. I married a straight lady, and you married a gay dude. And I'm a straight lady. And we did not marry each other. And we did not. Just to be clear. <laughs> But we met at the Brigham Young University in our undergrad years. Yes. And then we lost track of each other and went and married our mixed orientation spouses. <laughs> and then we've reconnected in the last few years. We have. And then we started to make a podcast like a year and a half ago oh, or and something. And, and yeah, and we like to talk about our divorce. And we like to talk about divorce in general and how it's a good idea. We, we do support <laughs> divorce. Anyway, Listen, we that could be a whole other episode because you are much more anti-marriage than I am. Okay. But I'm very <laughs> But I'm very pro if your marriage isn't working and you're terrified of divorce, it's going to be fine. <laughs> it's going to be There's okay, here's the thing. There's no such thing as a bad divorce. Right. It's either the right thing to do or it was a mistake and you just get married again. Yeah. God. Yeah. So anyway. So anyway. So uh, we so, always like to cover some women's work at the beginning of the show, which is kind of some housekeeping, housekeeping, some business. which only women should do. Right. Um, what is your business? So just as a little personal business, as a as a share. Okay. Couple of shares. Oh. Number one, I've increased my Prozac dosage. <gasps> By order of a doctor. It oh, wasn't oh. just me deciding on my just own. Just playing around. But it's really like helped. Like a breaking bad situation. It's really helped. Oh, good. So, you know, there's <clears throat> that. And then I don't know if this is related to increasing the Prozac dosage or not, but I re-downloaded a dating app. Now, and by a dating app, I mean a gay app where people just send you unsolicited pictures of their buttholes. <laughs> you guys literally. <laughs> no, if you're on straight dating apps. Yeah. Maybe sometimes you get an errant dick pic that was unexpected. Errant. But on a gay dating app, quote unquote dating app, like literally sometimes the first message you open from someone will be a close up of their butthole. Right. Which I love the butthole. Yeah. 
But I don't, it's not the first thing I want to see when Wait, I meet oh, you. Is it their face? Is that the first thing you want to see? Well, yes, preferably. Oh, 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 you know. okay. I mean, I would like to see who they are. Okay. Anyway, I first, I first I downloaded both Scruff and Grindr, which okay. are two gay dating apps. Mm-hmm. I just can't do Grindr. It's, it's too many, first of all, it's a lot of 18-year-olds who want to have sex with me. And that makes me <laughs> feel really uncomfortable. Weird. Because as, as we've established on this podcast, I'm, in general, I'm terrified of sex. But sex with 18-year-olds, like, terrifying. Mm. Or it's a lot of people <clears throat> with no face picture, sometimes no picture at all. Sometimes just a picture of, like, their shoe. And then their opening message is like, I'm butthole up on this hotel bedroom. Come and fuck me. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Like, oh my that's, God, like, oh my God. The, that's <laughs> like the opening salvo. <laughs> so You said that so clearly. It just, like, rolled off your tongue. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's a common one. Yeah. You know? Or, or like, I'm at Trader Joe's and I open a message and it's like, come suck my cock. And I'm just like, I, I'm, just, I'm, just I'm just trying to find the everything but the bagel seasoning. So, <laughs> so, so anyway, so I deleted Grindr. So, so really quick, uh, someone I know who's recently divorced um, said about dating apps. And, and this would be more of your straight dating app. Sure. Um, but and, they're trash any way you slice it, really. Any way you slice it. And uh, obviously, this would also be referring more to men, straight men. Mm-hmm. But this person was like, dating in 2020. Here's a picture of me holding a fish. Do you want to get coffee? Oh, God. Do the gays do that? All of, so many really? of them. Here are things, here are photos you always see. Holding a fish. Uh-huh, uh-huh. With a dead animal, which is immediately for me like, I'm out. Gays do that? Oh, yeah. Oh. It's probably less common than with the straights. And here's another one mm. that I inexplicably see all the time. What? With a tiger. So A live one? Yes. Okay. <laughs> like as though they went on a trip to Bali or something. A safari? Or something. Or, they, or they're like, there's a photo with a tiger all the time. Oh, I've never seen a straight dude do that. Really? Yes. I probably, like, I guarantee I see it at least once a week. Oh, my God. A photo with a tiger. Well, I, I, we want Philip Seymour Hoffman, our resident um, therapist, Psychotherapist. to to uh, break that one down for us. Yeah. So, um, do you have any women's work you'd like to cover today? I do. A couple, three, three things actually. I finished watching Fosse Verdon. Oh yes, how was it? Fucking amazing! I gotta watch it. You I gotta watch gotta it. Gotta watch it. It's about like Broadway. Like, what the fuck's wrong with me? <laughs> Um, it couldn't be any gayer. It's Michelle Williams. <laughs> oh my God, Bob Fosse and Gwen Verdon. Um, his not his first wife, contrary to popular mm-hmm. belief. Um, he was married to an actress before her, and they do cover that. Um, and he left her for uh, Gwen Verdon, and they were this couple that stayed really tight. Even after divorce. Tight unto a dish? Uh, like tight like unto a dish. Unto, like tight unto a butthole? Mm, not that tight. Okay. Mm, I wouldn't say that tight. But pretty tight. And it's just beautiful to watch their relationship. And you find out how involved she was in a good portion of his work. Not, yeah. e- even, in the, even in his works that she didn't star in. Because sure. she won, she won like, she's won like four Tonys, three of which... Um, were shows that Bob Fosse directed and choreographed. Right. Yeah. Um, but. 
but how many people know her name? You know what I mean? Exactly. Like I think the I think even people who don't like follow Broadway or theater or whatever know the name Bob Fosse. Exactly. Like it's synonymous with kind of dance and kind of that golden age of yeah. like cinema and whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But no one knows her name. Right. What's her name? Gwen Verdon. <laughs> and she's kidding. a redhead. <laughs> that was really good. Thanks. Um for those of you who have never heard of Gwen Verdon or didn't know anything about her. You, you look this up on YouTube. YouTube. I YouTube. said that with a D like dog. YouTube. YouTube. Um, it is Bob Fosse and Gwen Verdon dancing together and probably their most popular um, dance that they did together. Dance? Number? Yeah, Number. Perform. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, it's called Who's Got the Pain? Oh. And it's a young Bob Fosse. Um, the Bob Fosse we're used to is bald with a comb over and a beard and he looks 65 when he's 45 right. kind of thing. Uh, anyway, so there's that. I finished it. It was spectacular. It's only eight episodes. Um, Michelle, both Michelle Williams and Sam Rockwell won the Emmy for whatever category that was. Okay. The other women's work is I might have sex this week. <gasps> Really? Yeah. First of all, I just want to say, it used to be that women's work was like business about the pod. <laughs> like it was like, oh, don't forget to subscribe to our Patreon, patreon.com slash hot drinks. You can follow us on Instagram at instagram.com slash hot drinks. And now it's just like shit that's going on in our life. I kind of like it. So you might have sex this week. Yeah. With who? Well, I'm not going to say. Are but... you going to tell me offline? Oh, yeah. Okay. Um, But it's someone... Uh, that I really wanted to fuck when he was married, um, but I didn't oh, because I, I knew his I wife. I know who it is. I, I immediately have figured <laughs> okay. it out. The only reason I did is because I knew his wife. And... Oh my God. I'm so happy about this. Because <laughs> he is divorced. Yes. And he is a goddamn <laughs> hot, hot man. Hot man. Um, and he's like an inch shorter than me. I know. But it's kind of hot. But I'm tall. It's going to fucking climb you like a tree. I forgot to mention in, in introducing myself that I'm 5'10". Okay. <laughs> it's a very important fact. And then also, uh, I will be finally seeing Ford versus Ferrari this week. Oh Everyone God. can relax. I... <laughs> Here's the thing. Here, go ahead. Go every, ahead. every movie that's about a straight man's pain, I just don't fucking care. <laughs> I don't want to see fucking Joker. I don't want to fucking see Ford versus fucking Ferrari. Right, right. It's like, oh, these tortured straight men. I don't fucking care. Yeah, I know. I'm sorry, white straight men. I'm sorry that you've been dealt such a difficult burden <laughs> that you need to create art about it. I don't, I don't fucking care. Uh, In other news, I will not be having sex this week. So Or watching Ford versus Ferrari. No, neither one. Neither yeah. one. But maybe you'll start Fosse Verdon. Maybe. Oh my maybe. God, it's so good. Anyway, okay. I think that's it. That's it. So we have a very exciting topic for you today. It's a top five, you guys. It's the first top five of 2020. It's the first top five of 2020. Um, and it is the, should we tell them what it is? Yeah. So it's the, it is February 2nd today. Yes. 2020. You may be listening to this in August of 2032 because obviously this <laughs> podcast will have that sort of resonance and endurance <laughs> over the decades upon me and my posterity throughout generations of time you. and all and eternity the, the or sinews. something. Yeah. And my sinews. Um, but it, where okay. we, when we are recording today is February 2nd, 2020. Yeah. Coming up soon is everyone's favorite holiday, Valentine's Day. Mm -hmm. And we said, nope. No. 
So we are gonna we are gonna do the top five holidays we would like to replace Valentine's Day with, right? Yes. Is that how we're saying it? Yeah, that's good. Okay, great. Great. Often we have a different interpretation of the top five, but at least today we're on the, the same page. The interpretation is correct, but you put the preposition at the end of the sentence, but I don't which I don't Oh, uh, which to that's do. true. That's but true. also is that is that like uh, white supremacy? Well, what it is, well, I don't know what it is, but do you remember earlier this week when you tweeted something about boomers and in the tweet you wrote your as oh, you, you are, are uh-huh. just for space because you had to get your 280 tweet. characters. Yeah, yeah. And then some fucking boomer was like, oh, you, I was with you until you wrote you are, uh-huh. blah, 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 uh-huh. But then they use like a incorrect comma and then you were like, well, your comma was in the wrong place, you piece of shit. <laughs> I don't remember exactly what you said, uh, yeah. but that was the gist. That was... It was fun to do. Anyway, so okay. uh, so, so preposition in the right place. Would what is the topic? Top five new holidays with which we would replace Valentine's Day. Perfect. Let's take a break. <laughs> I think it is white supremacy. I can't get my phone is locked and I can't pause the episode, so we're still recording. Let's take a break. And we're back. <laughs> that, was, that was called Dynamics that you this used. beautiful. So we're talking about the top five with which holidays with which to replace <laughs> Yon Valentine's Day. <laughs> God damn it. You've had a cold. You have had a cold. Sister Twain has had a cold for like six months. And every time we, she comes over and we start recording and she's hacking up along, I'm like, do you want some tea? You always catch me off guard. Some, well, sometimes Well, you listen, I'm goddamn and funny. I, and I'm hilarious. And then the laughter. One time I was laughing when I was married to Gary, my gay ex-husband. Was it something he said? Uh, no. Oh, because he he's not funny. We were. <laughs> he really is very funny. Um, we were watching an episode of. It's step always, by step. It's always sunny in Philadelphia. Oh, that show's funny. And it was an episode within the first season, so it was a while back. We're still married, and they did something that was so funny uh-huh. that I started laughing and right. then choking, like right. I do. Right. And then I projectile vomited across the living room. Look over, and Gary has the quilt that we keep on the couch balled up in his face, and he's rocking back and forth and laughing. Did you guys have sex that night? Oh, God, no. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Um, I'm trying to have a libido this week. I'm sorry. Yeah, me it's too. It's fine. He's I'm an attractive not. man. He's, Gary's very attractive. Thank you. He's got a little salt and pepper hair. It's looking good. It's very handsome. Yeah. He's marrying someone who looks like a 12-year-old, but, but in a good way. But in a, in a great way. Just take and care of himself. Anyway. Wait, what? I, just, wait. I, I oh. just need to fix that okay. statement. Yeah. <laughs> where we were like, but in a good but way. In a- what we meant was <laughs> Gary's future husband, who's, who's in his 40s, right? Or late 30s. He is 42. Okay. Oh, so he's my age? Jesus Christ. <laughs> well... I look like if you have like a microfiber cleaning cloth and you accidentally put it down the disposal and you turn the disposal <laughs> on and there's also like coffee grounds and some apple peels in there and then you pull that out. That's sort of what my face looks <laughs> oh my like. God. Gary's future husband's face uh-huh. looks like like the skin on a 
baby's ass. I knew you were going to say that. I was trying to think of a better metaphor than that, but that's all I had. He's been in the skincare industry for over 20 years. Right. Yeah. So you could throw a nickel at his face and it would just bounce right off that cheekbone. And and fly into a chicken coop? Into a chicken coop. Is that what happens? Queer as a nickel in a chicken coop. That's how they get there. They bounce off off a gay man's (laughs) cheekbone. So anyway, so if you wanted to replace Valentine's Day with a new holiday, what would be your first choice? Well, Brother Coffee, um, my first choice, I'm going to start with something lighthearted and fun. Great, great, great. I would replace it, a new holiday for February 14th. Uh Uh-huh. Pop, wait, wait. (laughs) Grab your notes. Pop. Music History Day. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And all the radio stations okay. would have to really mix it up, play some 50s, 60s, 70s, 80s, oh. 90s, skip the 2000s up to 2010, and then the the 10, 2010 to 2012. Did we not have pop music from 2000 to 2010? We did. It was just god awful. Like, who did we have? Hmm. I don't know because I blocked it out. Okay, we had fair. a couple good ones like "My Milkshake Brings All the Boys to the Oh episode. yeah, that was in that decade. Okay, okay. Another one in that decade was "Shake It Like a Polaroid Picture." Okay. Uh, so some black eyed peas. Well, no. That was "Shake It Like a Polaroid Picture." <laughs> no, that was not black eyed peas. Yes, it peas. was. Oh, 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 oh my God! Keep talking. I, I, I'm so, I'm so. I good. will look it up on your uh, Apple uh, Music. Okay. Hand it to me. Okay, okay. While you're talking. Um, Okay, so uh, yeah, and so, and then I I would I would imagine here's how I would imagine it. You don't even fucking have Apple Music you, on your phone. I don't. You would go um to restaurants or school or work, and you would have picked a decade. Okay. And dressed up in the fashion of the decade. So this is a holiday with like traditions and oh, yeah. yeah yeah, and then um. Oh, it was by Outcast. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Sorry. Uh, it's fine. It's fine. Um, you were closeted then, so you didn't it's know true. about things. I don't know about music. <laughs> any, any, no matter what. <laughs> um, and what also might be fun is if current pop stars of the day um, had like special shows. Right. I like that. Of doing um, older songs from other decades. Oh, I like that. So that's my lighthearted, fun one. My favorite decade of music of all is is not going to surprise anyone. It's the 80s. The 80s. And then second would be the 60s. And then uh, I really, really loved the 50s for a while, but now I can't goddamn stand it. Why? Um, what happened? It just sounds... What happened? It just sounds so... Uh, rudimentary and i know it was because that was the time rock and roll was brand new right we were Um, just figuring it out it's just it's like it's like someone saying you've got to see citizen kane it's the best movie ever made well it was the best movie ever made for its time right yeah yeah so right okay what's your number one well so for my first one i really wanted to boil down valentine's day into what is most important apart that about that holiday and the part of valentine's day that means the most to me personally oh god and that's candy hearts (laughs) I did know that. So I want to just have it just be Candy Heart Appreciation Day. <laughs> now listen, listen. Yeah. I know some of you like finger quotation marks chocolate and you'd rather eat that. <laughs> but I would rather eat Candy Hearts. Oh. And here's the real rub. Ooh. I, here's the rub. Okay. Uh-huh. <laughs> 
candy hearts are becoming less popular. Yeah. People don't like them. Well, people... Because they taste like garbage. They do. But yeah. God, I love them. I, I know. Because, I could eat is it nostalgic? Bags. I don't know what it is. I, I have a thing that I love gross candy. Okay. I love candy hearts. Uh-huh. I love Necco wafers. Right, okay. I love Same Dots. Thing. Okay, yeah, yeah. I yeah. love sprinkles. Uh-huh, okay. Like if I have my choice of donuts and one has sprinkles, sprinkles. <laughs> That's the one I'm getting. You know what sprinkles taste like? Tell me. Wax. Yeah. But I love them. <laughs> so. But here's the thing. <clears throat> okay. So when it was early Valentine's season, like early January, you could buy candy hearts at Target. Guess what I can never find at Target now? Candy hearts. Tonight like, I was at Harmon's, no candy hearts. Like in the in the beginning of January, you can? Yeah, it was like they had like an initial order and then they just sold out and they I were just like, like, I fucking don't order more of those. They're disgusting. You know what you can still get at Harmon's though? What? Candy corn. Oh, yeah. Which, I also it, which love was candy corn. a long time ago though. I love candy corn. Well, okay. Um, I... So I have gone to like four grocery stores, not mm. specifically for candy hearts, but just like, oh, while I'm here, I'll oh, grab here. some candy hearts yeah. for the candy jar that sits next to my television. With the skull on top of With the skull on top of it. Uh-huh, uh-huh. And guess what? They don't have candy hearts. Jesus. I just feel and like we don't appreciate about them. The sweet hearts oh, no. Version. No. Oh, no. Those no, are the no. wrong kind. Right. Right. Because those actually have a flavor and taste like a real candy. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I want the ones that take like, taste like compressed <laughs> sugar from 1952. <laughs> They kind of hurt your teeth when you bite them. Yes, yes. What I really love, and these you can never find anymore, but it used to be that there was one brand that was sort of would like break into like shards that would like cut your mouth up a little bit when you ate those. Those were the best. And you love that too. I love those. But those don't exist anymore either. So it's it's sad. Yeah. Well, I mean, I bet, I bet you know what's going to happen? What? A gentle listener is going to find some and, and send you some. Well, I mean, I would not say no. I know. But, I mean, I know they're out there, but I just, like, the last couple times we've been to Target, I went to Harmon's, I've been to Winco. Yeah. I cannot find candy hearts. That's crazy shit. It's crazy shit. I have very good memories of eating them, and then I realized that they, they taste like garbage. But, right. But I remember willing myself to believe that each color had its own flavor. Well, allegedly, almost taste it. on the packaging, <clears throat> it says, like, cherry, strawberry, lime. Like, it lists the flavors. What? I know. <laughs> Who are they fucking kidding? That green one does not taste like a lime. Anyway. Anyway, yes. I love candy hearts. And I just, if we just were going to eliminate Valentine's Day, but it was just a day where we had candy hearts all the time. Yeah. We just, for lunch, we had like those, we had big heart sugar cookies with pink frosting on top with candy hearts just, pressed into them. That's theme. all I want. Just the theme of I it. I just want candy hearts and it. sugar cookies all yeah, day. Yeah. So. Yeah. We could do like, we could also like propose for um another month because september doesn't have any interesting holidays right candy corn month holiday i love candy corn and then maybe july is whorehound oh i love that? whorehound oh my god you're so funny <laughs> you guys i hate all the i love all the gross candies <laughs> you know what i don't love what? chocolate what i just like i'm fine with it i don't hate chocolate but i'm I'm indifferent to it. Okay. Like, I would never order a chocolate dessert as my first choice. You'd go with something fruity or something candy heart themed. Yeah. (laughs) Yes. Like, if I was at a nice restaurant and they were like, we have a candy heart panna cotta (laughs) with a candy card gelée, I'd be like, I'll take that. Like, literally, candy heart panna cotta with a candy card gelée, I would totally order that. Anyway, let's take a break. Yeah. Hey, 
Hey, Sister Twain. Oh, we're back. Shit. Did you see J-Lo in the Super Bowl tonight? I didn't watch it. I, f- I wouldn't have watched it, but a friend of mine sent it to me. Okay. Holy Jesus Lord, oh. Redeemer of Israel, <laughs> Lord of hosts. It was amazing. She's unreal. So incredible. Do you remember that movie she made that we loved? Hustlers? Yeah. I I don't want to go down this road, but I just want to say something really quick. So Spencer Cox, I think his name is the lieutenant governor of Utah. Oh, right. Who I generally like. Like, he's a Republican, but he's like, seems kind of level-headed. Okay. He tweeted something today about how... Um, they had to, they were fast forwarding through the halftime show because they knew that it would be smutty because it was Jennifer Lopez and Shakira. Christ. And they didn't quite wait long enough. So, like, you know, when you're fast forwarding on like the TiVo or like whatever, the live recording, and it caught up just as they were pole dancing. And then they had to like explain that to their kids. Oh, no. Anyway, I was so bothered Ugh. because I just thought anyone who could watch their performance, I mean, it is like athleticism and power. <sighs> And artistry and skill. Sister Twain's just heading out. She's grabbed her keys. She's <laughs> heading down to her I'm car. Getting, I'm, getting, I'm getting a drink. But, like, it was so... Like, the fact that anyone could watch that and see anything except, like, exceptional talent and artistry and power and, you know, whatever. From two women who are over 40. I think Shakira's over 42. She has to be. You know, but, like, from two women who are 40-plus... Who are like incredibly talented and incredibly gifted and incredibly athletic and these beautiful dancers. The fact that anyone could watch that and be like, well, this is, I can't let my children see this. Meanwhile, when all the Republicans in Utah are like, yes, we will support Trump in 2020. And you're just like, fuck you. Fucking goddamned motherfucking believe it. Yeah. What's your number two oh. holiday you'd replace Valentine's Day with? Okay. Well, we're going to get a little heavy. Oh, God. And then we pick it back up in my number three, four, and five, okay? Okay. 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 So this, we're going really, to go down in it. Yeah, we are. And this okay. is important to Pour me. your drinks. I don't... It, it, there might be a day like this that already exists. Okay. And the fact that I just don't know this, if it does, is extremely disappointing. Okay. Um, however, uh, it would be National Day of Remembrance for Slavery. Okay. And we would tell the stories. Right. We would make sure everyone knew the horrors that us white people inflicted on these people that we stole. Right. Right. And we would also very vehemently acknowledge the fact that our country would not exist as it is today without the labor, the enslavement labor. Right. I, I, I don't know yeah. how to say it, but the free labor, right. the labor that they provided against their will um, while being treated violently, having right. no rights, stolen from their homeland, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Um, and that even more so than, than um, the, the men slaves, but the black women slaves are the mothers of our country. Yeah. And uh, I had this really amazing thought to really end this on a nice button. And I don't remember what it was. <laughs> I think I love that idea. February is Black History Month. Mm-hmm. 
Um, so I think like you should buy lunch for your black friend this month, yes. like as part of like your reparations, you know, <laughs> just <laughs> yeah. as your meager, mis- piddly, yeah. you know, bit of reparations. Yeah. Like, but I also think like legitimately, like you can support black artists and you can read books by black authors and you can listen to music by black musicians and you can watch movies produced by black you know filmmakers and Uh i think there are ways that you can sort of honor and celebrate black history month because i think it is a tricky thing as a white person yeah to not want to sort of like take the spotlight and be like you guys i'm so woke it's black history month but how do you actually like recognize like how how formative the contributions of black people have been to the history of our country right um the I remember the profound thing I was going to say, and that is that not one white person can take credit for anything involving the foundation of our country. Right. Without acknowledging the right the labor of of black yeah. people and black bodies. I'm yeah. so sick of it. I'm so sick of. Uh, anyway, I, I could really, really get uh, angry. <laughs> Here's here's what I'm angry about, about this whole thing. And I think this specifically speaks in like a Mormon context because we as a nation have this weird reverence for the founding fathers. Mm-hmm. And Mormons particularly have a weird reverence for the founding fathers because we really believe that the founding fathers were like ordained of God and that like... <clears throat> Even though they didn't have, like, the fullness of the gospel or whatever. But that they were somehow, like, these men that were guided by God to build this country. Mm -hmm. Now, I don't doubt that the founding fathers were, you know, incredible thinkers and maybe, you know, were people that really had these revolutionary ideas that could kind of create this country out of nothing. Mm -hmm. But they were also, for the most part... Like slave owners yes. and rapists. Yes. And and like really horrible individuals. Yeah. You know, yeah. and they were products of their time. And so there's a certain amount of like, <clears throat> you know, there's a certain amount of balance you have to find with that, that like they were creations of like the time that they lived in. Sure. But like we that doesn't mean we can recognize that the work that they did to sort of create the ideas that built that created America. And we can also at the same time recognize that they were like horrible pieces of shit yes and that we shouldn't treat them like they were some sort of um some sort of god god sends yeah some sort of yeah yeah, some sort of messenger from god to build this beautiful country hell no 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 um and to end on this number two of mine um there are two really amazing entertaining, enjoyable, and important and informative um, albums that are done both by women of color that I want to recommend. And I have been listening to them over and over for the last four or five years um, or whenever they came out, um, maybe three or four. Um, But one is by um, Rhiannon Giddens and the album is called Freedom Highway. And one of the most haunting haunting songs is Julie and then um the other one is Zinnia Rubinos um her album called Black Terry Cat so good so good like nothing not like no music I've ever heard before um and and it's important 
but I also just like listening to it because it's great fucking music. So I'll put those in the show notes. Oh, oh, we've just never. Just kidding. I won't. We won't. <laughs> I don't know we how to do that. Do show notes. I okay. don't know how to do that. Okay. What's your number two? <laughs> well, now I feel like my number two is so ridiculous. I can't wait. We need so it. I so first of all, I was trying. I don't want every one of my holidays to be named like blank day. Okay. Like Candy Hearts Appreciation Day. Day. I just felt like that was boring. Okay. So holiday number two is just called porn. <laughs> but it's capital P, space, capital O, space, capital R, space, capital N. So it's kind of like has some presence. Okay. Porn. Okay. So I was, tr- again, I was trying to think of the most important parts of Valentine's Day. So the number one most important part of Valentine's Day is Candy Hearts. Okay. The number two most important part of Valentine's Day is you want to get off. Yeah. You want to come. Yeah. And maybe it's with a partner. Maybe. Maybe it's by yourself. Okay. So what porn is as a holiday, P space, O space, R space, N space, is first of all, you don't have to go to work. Okay. You're encouraged to stay home all day and watch porn. Okay. Um, the, the porn sites, you know, I'm sure, you know, with just the commercialization of everything, everyone's going to be like, oh, the porn is becoming so, porn holiday is becoming so commercialized. <laughs> Because the porn sites and the OnlyFans sites will run, like, specials, you know, where you can get, like, special deals. And you'll be texting your friends. You're like, did you see Pornhub was, like, you could get $9.99 for three months? (laughs) Like, you'll be texting about the special deals. Uh But I think the other important part of Porn Day is it's about sharing the porn you love with the people you love. Okay. Have you ever watched porn with someone? Yes. It's fucking hot. Yeah. It's so hot. <laughs> it is, yeah. Like if you're like, hey, have you seen this guy? And then you're watching the video together and then it's hot. And then Oh my God. It's hot. Yeah, it is. Um, So I think it's about sharing the porn you love. Yeah. And about like not being ashamed of the porn you love. Oh, you know? Yeah. It's just a day of like acceptance of like, oh, you like videos of people pissing on each other? Great. Acceptance. I still love you. I accept you. <laughs> Acceptance. <laughs> acceptance. Do you acceptance. acceptance? Acceptance. Acceptance. Do you like crushed glass porn? No. Is that a thing? I just would assume with all the other crazy okay. shit that's out there. But I, I just that came to my head because you want candy hearts to feel like shards of glass in yes. your mouth. Yeah. yeah so yeah, I yeah. just assume you'd like crushed glass porn. I mean, to be totally honest, my porn viewing is pretty <gasps> vanilla. It's pretty... You know what? Kind of mine, too. I know. Yeah. It's like guys fucking and guys looking at each other's Because I, I want to watch stuff that I would really do. Yeah. 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 So anyway. So yeah. February 14th, porn. Porn. You share porn. You talk about porn. You take the day off. Yeah. You just lay in your bed and jerk off all day and watch porn. I mean, that seems great. And then I think that you could... That it would become... It w- there would be these niche celebrations where you could kind of play around with the word porn. Like, you could have a big gay orgy and call it porn-t. Wait, porn with a D? Yeah, because that's how you make things gay, right? You put a T in it. Oh, I, is that a reference to, like, a, an illegal drug? I, I don't think so. Okay. But, like, um, a couple of years ago, my friend was visiting, and he was talking uh, that that we went to BYU with and he was talking to another BYU friend um, and uh, they were talking about this mutual friend they had at BYU and he was like, you knew so-and-so? And the other friend goes, yeah, I taught him how to make himself throw up. And then the other friend goes, oh, so he could be skint tea. <laughs> that's, that's true. We yeah, do do yeah. that. We do do that. And then maybe you call like sex in a Porsche porn 
Parshton? You have you have sex Parshton. in a Porsche, and Parshton. it's like a niche thing on Porn Day. Parshton? Parsh- Is that what it's called? No, just Porn... Parshton. <laughs> Would you like a bowl of Parshton? And then maybe anyway. in the morning, maybe you watch porn while you're having your coffee, and when you pour your coffee, you call it Porn... You literally porn. just said porn. porn. Maybe it's porn, my coffee. <laughs> anyway. You also did not put a T in that. Oh, because you wouldn't because have to because no, they're not all gay. Not necessarily. That's just the gay. That's just the okay. coffee one. Niche. Anyway, coffee well, niche. I mean, you've really taken this idea of mine and really expanded it to something I amazing. I really have. So, anyway, so it's just about maybe you're sharing your porn. Maybe you're just watching your porn by yourself at home. Maybe you watch porn and and eat bacon and you call it pork. <laughs> Jesus, Lord and Savior. How great their art. How great their art. We're going to take a break. Can you smell that? No. I'm making chicken stock. Oh. I always make my own chicken stock. I'm proud of you. If you're not going to use homemade chicken stock, you should just use water. <laughs> what do you like? Boil bones? Yeah. I've got a chicken carcass in there boiling. Where do you get the carcass? From a rotisserie chicken from Costco. Oh, right. Gotcha. Yeah. That makes sense. <laughs> Welcome back. Listen to me. In case you're tuning in like this is a radio station where you just tune the dial to the station, we're talking about the top five holidays with which we would replace Valentine's with. Day. With. <laughs> Uh, okay. My number three, hear me out. Okay. Okay, hear me out. Now, don't roll your eyes and don't be like, okay, I'm bored with this. I'm going to fast forward and hear Brother Coffee's number three. Okay. Hear me out, God damn it. Okay. My third idea would be National Divorce Day. Oh, my God. You're going to die when you hear my number three. (laughs) Okay. National Divorce Day... Would look as such. So, it would create, number one, a safety net. An emotional safety net, right? So, <clears throat> sorry I keep clearing my throat, but I mean, the flu season and then the carnivorous, carnivorous, coronavirus. Coronavirus? <laughs> the carnivorous? If the coronavirus becomes carnivorous, we're really fine. <laughs> we're really screwed. Okay. An emotional safety net for couples, for children of married couples. Like, if you see you're not getting along, if the kids see mom and dad's not getting along, or dad and dad, or mom and mom, or whatever. Right. Parent and parent. Um, And if they can save their divorce for February 14th, it's not a big shock. (laughs) It's like, it is divorce day, so this is a possibility. And so it's, you know, sit down. Oh, they're going to tell us they're getting divorced because it's February 14th. They're kind of braced for it. Right. And then if they don't, great. Now, hear me out, though. There's more. Okay. Here's Here's the more. Here's the more. What this more importantly provides is an opportunity for the conversation that there is beauty right. in the acceptance that a relationship should end. 
Right. There is so much focus on how to make a marriage work, how to keep a married couple together, right. how to find the, the, the sparks again and the passion again and what have you. But have a day that focuses on how to recognize that you can relax yeah. and let go right. and allow the relationship to end. And that's a beautiful thing. You know how I heard it described once? Like if you decided to open a bookstore. Okay. And you, you know, did all the hard work and you, you know, bought the land and you built this bookstore and it was this beautiful thing and, and you loved it and had all that you had these great events there mm-hmm. and like you worked so hard and you owned this bookstore for 10 years mm-hmm. and it was just amazing and it was so much fun and people would love to come come see it. And then after 10 years, you were just like, it's not working anymore. Like I'm not paying the bills. Like it's just like, it's not working with my schedule. It's not getting. And so you decided you were like, you know what? It's time to close the bookstore. Uh Uh No one would be like, wow, that you failed. Like that was a real failure of a business idea. You'd be like, no, I had 10 amazing years running this bookstore and it was so much fun and I loved it. And like, I learned so much and I learned some things about myself and blah, blah, blah. And now I'm moving on to bigger and better things. I'm going to take what I learned onto another venture. So if, 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 if you have a business that ends, you know, people don't necessarily see that as a failure. It's like, Oh, it's time to move on. You're doing new things. But for some reason, when a relationship ends, we see that as a failure yeah, or some sign of giving up or, or somebody's broken. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Instead of just saying like, you know what? We had a great run, but like, it's not, this is not what is meant to be forever. So yeah. we're going to move on to different things. <clears throat> God, can you imagine? Anyway. You guys, we're so pro-divorce. We really are. I mean, I'm not saying that everyone should get divorced. You you maybe are. Exactly. <laughs> but I'm just saying, if you're in a marriage that's not working, it seems terrifying because we are conditioned from a very early age that, like, if your marriage ends in everything, in if your marriage ends at any time other than the death of one of the partners, uh-huh, uh-huh. you have failed. Right. But why not just say, you know what, we had a great marriage for 15 years. <clears throat> And it's 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 time to move on to different yeah. things. It's antiquated thinking. Yeah, there is not um, uh, the the your, your marriage. The longevity of a marriage is not the goal uh-huh. because you can say you've been married for forty years and been miserable most of the goddamn time. Right, right. Uh, or even it was just the last ten years. Longevity is not a thing to celebrate. Not a goal. Um, so, uh, yeah, I think we're all evolved enough to know that society can function if we decide to leave our spouse. Yeah. Anyway. Do you want to know what, do you want, do you want, do you want to know what my number three is? I do, because it's, it's called, part of the podcast. It's called Mom Fest. It's oh. not about our moms. Okay. It's about mixed orientation marriages. <gasps> Whoa! Right? <laughs> so... Tisha and I, Tisha is my straight ex-spouse. Mm-hmm. I've heard of her. Our wedding anniversary was February 8th. Okay. I almost said 12th, but that's Tisha's birthday. Sorry, oh. Tisha. So get this. When I was straight married. I'm ready. February 8th <laughs> anniversary. Yeah. February 12th, Tisha's birthday. February 14th, Valentine's Day. <laughs> I had to show the fuck up Golly. for one week. So my anniversary was February 8th. So we can either celebrate it on February 14th in lieu of Valentine's Day, or we can move it in February 8th to February 8th in honor of Tisha and I. And Tisha and coffee. And it's called, it's called MomFest, Mixed Orientation <laughs> Marriage Fest. Love and it. And it's similar to, in October, there's like a national coming out day. 
Yes. Where like it's sort of like you celebrate the moment you came out and you kind of recognize those that have come out before you. And you also kind of like tip your hat to those who like can't come out yet because they're not in a safe place or whatever yet. So MomFest is that same idea. It's like a day to celebrate our mixed orientation marriages that have ended. It's a day to sort of tip our hat to the mixed orientation marriages that went before us that paved the way and that, you know, that um, helped all of us kind of figure this out. And it's our way to sort of like honor those that are still in a mixed orientation marriage and for whatever reason aren't ready yet to like un- untie that knot or or move on with their lives. Mm-hmm. So it's just a day to honor and celebrate the failed mixed orientation marriage. <laughs> um, You could... Uh... Really have some fun with that, too, with some spouse swapping among oh, mixed orientation couples. God, kinky. Uh, you could... But you know what we're not celebrating? What? what? We're not celebrating the, quote-unquote, successful mixed orientation marriage. Oh, because that's not real. Yeah, it's not, we're not <laughs> celebrating that. We're not celebrating If fake you're things. in a successful mixed orientation marriage... Oh, God. We think you're lying to yourself. Yeah, of course you are. Um... Uh, you could also have like a, a niche thing for Mormons who are in mixed interest. Oh, that's all of them. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, let's see what else. You could. Oh, maybe your mom. Your mom is in a mixed orientation marriage, and then you call, you have a niche celebration called Mom Mom. Mom Day. Mom Mom Day. Do you like what I do to your holidays? I love that you just sort of like you kind of riff on it. <laughs> you kind of move. Yeah. So anyway, I just think it's I just think it's worth I think there are so many mixed orientation marriages out there and mm-hmm. we don't talk about them. Yeah. Because it's shameful, it's seen as embarrassing, it's a weird Mormon guilt thing. I don't know if we've talked about this on here, but what I find fascinating and it's something that has only been on my radar in the last few months. Um, because I would assume that this wasn't a thing, but it's a thing. There are couples in mixed orientation marriages who have left Mormonism. Right. But they don't... But the gay one doesn't come out of the closet. Right. They yeah, stay I know, married. I know some of those. Like, what the fuck are you doing? Yeah. Why do you do that? Why yeah, do you I do that? Know. Why, 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 why? I don't know. Anyway. Anyway, so... Okay. Rather than mixed orientation marriages being a shameful thing, well, I don't want to say we should celebrate them because they shouldn't happen. God damn it. But no. they do happen. They do. And we should acknowledge that they can like create beautiful things. Yes. Like your mixed orientation marriage to Gary created mm-hmm. some really beautiful, amazing children yes. who are going to make the world a better, more beautiful place. I think so. I you think know? so. Yeah. You know? Um, yeah. And here's the thing, too. We get that... There are people who are bisexual. Yeah, of course. And are sexually fluid. Of course. Pansexual. Of course. We're not saying we're not saying that we we're not shaming those marriages. No, not at all. Not, not at all. all. Cuz there might be one spouse that's totally straight or totally gay or right. what have you. Right. We are shaming the marriages like what like mine what was and what yours was. Yes. There's a gay who's all the way gay and a straight who's all the way straight but right. maybe a little bit queer like me. Maybe a little bit queer like Tisha. I don't know. Is Tisha, didn't Tisha say she, she was did a say bit she queer? was? Well, I think she said she's bisexual. Actually, really? Yeah. Tisha, can you clarify <laughs> when you're listening? <laughs> anyway, I'm super gay, and your husband is super gay. super duper gay. Super gay. He lives in West Hollywood, and he runs an acting school. 
So. And he's married to a skincare he's expert. To a skincare expert who's won tons of awards. Yeah. And I'm full of um, angst and self-hatred. And they're which getting is, married in a castle. What's gayer than being full of angst and self-hatred? <laughs> or getting married in Get a it, castle? Uh, Both maybe of those in, are maybe in, gay. Maybe a nickel in a chicken coop. That's what's queer. <laughs> Let's take a break. It's time for number four. Oh, oh, shit. What is my number four? Uh... What is your number four holiday with which you would replace <clears throat> Jan Valentine's Day? So, it has to be, like, a very strict law that is put in place. that No celebration of Valentine's Day. Right. Or, the, or my idea won't work. Right. So, like, Ruth Bader Ginsburg writes this law. The thing. She actually can't even write laws. Right. she's part of the judicial branch, <laughs> and they don't write laws. They just... Anyway... Uh, National Horror Movie Day. Horror movie? Horror. Or horror movie? Horror. Horror movie. Horror. You're saying horror movie. Horror. W-H-O-R-E. Horror movie. Horror. Horror. Movies about whores. Movies about prostitutes. No. No. God. H-O-R-R-O-R movie day. Okay. Every single movie theater in the country can only play horror movies. Horror. Movies about whores. <laughs> okay, I'm with you. Um, movies. And and this will really help to shift mass consciousness away oh. from love, love, and, and into murder. Uh, well, yeah, yeah, just everything that's opposite of love and sweetness and yeah, chocolate that melts at body temperature. Is that what temperature chocolate melts at? It is. Really? Yeah. Body temperature? Yeah. Wait. I read an article today that the average body temperature is is decreasing. I did too. I read that. Okay. That 98.6 is not the norm anymore. It's no. more like 97.9. No. So why do we want to watch horror movies in Because February? it will help shift mass consciousness. <laughs> yeah. Away from Valentine's Day. Just more into murder. Well, yeah. Okay. Well, but, but and, and it's less about the murder and more about shifting mass consciousness. <laughs> so. Say, please say shifting mass consciousness <laughs> one more time. Um, but I really think it would catch on. I really, I want to say I like this from a cinematic perspective. Tell me. Because as I mentioned previously, mm-hmm. Tisha and I were married on February 8th. <laughs> so we would celebrate our anniversary on February 8th. Yeah. And we maybe we would take a trip or we would go stay down in downtown Salt Lake. Yeah. And we would like be like, oh, what should we do tonight? Oh, let's go to a movie. There is not a goddamn movie you want to see in mid-February. In February, it's all not, the shit movies. Not one. Yeah. So if that's like when there was a new like Midsommar yeah. that we could go see. Hell yeah. Or the new Hereditary or the new... I was trying to think of the the Vavitch. The Vavitch. Oh my God. I love the Vavitch. Yes. So anyway, that would be fun to see in February. So good. And I think that it would really continue to up the game for uh, uh, cinematic quality in horror movies too. Right. Because everybody would be getting their, their new horror movie ready, set for release for, for horror movie day, right. February 14th. Right. Um, and we would see like like stuff like cinematic genius like we saw in 1917 where the whole movie looked like it's done in one shot it's really not that one still um i know every time someone says that movie was shot in one shot you know i was like no (laughs) No, it fucking wasn't (laughs) they he actually used some clever tricks that were um debuted or initiated or created created 
for that instigated. Film? No, by Alfred Hitchcock. Oh, really? Yeah. I haven't seen it yet. Yeah. I need to go see it. So anyway, that's it. That's my idea. <clears throat> What's your favorite um, horror, horror, horror movie? God. Um, like, what would you want to watch on February 14th? You cuddle up in a blanket. You pop a box of popcorn. You <sighs> fill up a cup with movie theater butter like that lady that one time when you were at the movie and that lady <laughs> filled up a cup with, just with butter. A cup just a cup A 32 ounce away. cup. Um, a 32-ounce cup of butter. She walked away with it in her hand. It and she didn't pour it on anything. And here's the thing. We all know that's not butter. That's like canola oh oil with God. butter flavoring. But oh, she filled a 32-ounce oh, cup with it. I think it. it's worse than canola oil. It's like coconut oil. I don't know. Anyway. I think it's like babies ground up. It's ground up aborted. babies. Anyway, so. It's ground up aborted babies <laughs> with so, butter flavoring. Okay. So you're in it. You're cuddled up in your blanket. Yeah. You have your popcorn. You mm. got your 32-ounce mug of ground up butter flavored babies. Okay. What are you watching? Oh, my God. You put me on the spot. I should have had this ready, right? Um... It's going to be something, probably Stephen King. Okay. Just okay. Because that sounds like comfort food in movie form. Right. You know. Have you ever seen the horror, horror, horror movie, <laughs> Drag Me to Hell? No. <gasps> That's a good one. Is it, does somebody get dragged to hell? So it's about a woman who works in a bank, and she's like a loan officer, and this old lady comes in. And like wants a loan for something and she doesn't meet the requirements. So she has to deny her the loan. And she's even saying to her manager like, oh, can I just give her the loan? Like blah, blah, blah. And her manager's like, no. And it's, and I think there's something like she like her job review is coming up and she's like approved too many loans. So she has to really like be hard on this one. So mm. she denies the lady the loan. Yeah. And the old lady is like an evil old gypsy and oh, like curses shit. her. Shit. With like a gypsy curse. Oh, God. That she's going to be dragged to hell. Yeah. And then the rest of the movie is just like all the crazy gypsy shit curse playing out. Oh. It's so good. <laughs> it's so brilliant. It's called Drag Me to Hell. Go watch it. Great. Drag Me to Hell. Yeah. Um, okay. So my number... F- oh, but wait. Oh. Yeah. Really quick. Here's what would also happen. Disney would start making horror movies. Okay. Horror cartoons. Horror cartoons. Yes. Um, we would get bloodier stuff from Tim Burton. Although when he did Legend of Sleepy Hollow, that was pretty bloody. Anyway, that's all. That's it. Okay, go ahead. Just a horror movie holiday. Right. I like it. And it would be cool. It kind of plays in nicely to my number four holiday, Uh which is called, um, I have to look up what I called it because as I said, I was trying not to make everything just blank day. Day, yeah. So it's called the day of Huggy. Oh. You know Huggy? (laughs) So Huggy is like the Norwegian, Icelandic, Scandinavian sense of like comfort and coziness. Yeah. It's spelled H-Y-G-E-E. It's pronounced Huggy. I I think it's H-Y-G-G-E. It's it's spelled H-Y-G-G-E. Okay. And it's pronounced Huggy. When he's the boss and his secretary is Carol and she's Mrs. O'Wiggins. Well, he's a goddamn comic genius, so <laughs> I will take that. Anyway, he'll get here's the thing. Here's why we need the the oh, the day. Oh, I of like this idea. That's my favorite. So because here's the thing: February is a fucking bleak ass, <laughs> gray, salty roaded, shit faced piece of disgusting shit. Fuck me in the asshole month. It's the literal worst. It's just like gray skies, 
gray roads, gray landscape, nothing to look forward to. Yeah. The holidays are over. Yeah. You're fat. Your credit cards are maxed out. <laughs> There's Valentine's uh-huh. Day to remind you that you're alone and you're a piece of shit. Uh-huh, uh-huh. You don't get any sunshine until April or maybe May. Uh-huh. So it's just like, welcome to the hellscape. Yeah. And so? So what I want the festival... <laughs> My son just texted me and told me to please stop swearing. <laughs> He can hear me from upstairs. Which son? Oh, you can't say. No. So what I want the festival of Hygge to be is it's kind of like Christmas. It's like a whole season. So it's like we all, during the season of Hygge, we layer our sofas with with fur blankets and cable knit blankets. And we gift each other candles and we buy beautiful scented candles and we light them. And we buy, we gift each other beautiful slippers and we wear warm slippers and we make cups of tea and we sit on our sofas and we wrap in our fur blankets and we kind of celebrate the fact that it's a dark, dismal hellscape outside. Yes. We wrap in a fur blanket. We make a cup of of Earl Grey tea. We put on our fuzzy slippers. We get a beautiful book. We all gift each other books, like books that are printed on paper. And we sip that tea, oh. and we're wrapped in our fur blanket, and we're reading our book, and we're and we're and the candles are burning, the lights are low, and oh we're celebrating our holiday. God, this is something that we should actually try to start. No, it's a great idea. Fuck, it's a great idea. And what what would you eat for dinner? Like mac and cheese? Yeah, just or like you'd have. You know what I would have for what? a holiday celebration? Tell me, tell me, tell me, tell me. It would be a mashed potato bar. Oh fuck! So you. there would be. Oh so station God. one would just be. Fill up your martini glass with mashed potatoes. <laughs> We're going to eat out of martini glasses. And then there would be a variety of stations. So one station would be a beef stew oh. that you could put on your mashed potatoes. Oh, and the goal of the mashed potato bar, I've stolen this from, from a friend of mine. The goal of the mashed potato bar is not to mix and match. It's to just separate stations. So station one is a beef stew. Station two is like some lobster that oh, you put on top of your mashed God, potatoes. Some buttery. Yeah. Oh. So station three is some sautéed vegetables, mm-hmm. you know, with mm-hmm. like a kimchi oh. that you put on your mashed potatoes. So anyway, that's what we eat during Hygge Fest. Oh my God. I am literally going to go home tonight and <clears throat> print out, I don't have a printer, but make a calendar of February and on each day, like write a hoogie thing to do. Hoogie. And on leap year, you you get together in a group and do them. Maybe I don't know. That's a niche a niche celebration. And the Mormon moms have a separate holiday called Mom Mom. <laughs> Let's take a break. So we have a segment on this show. Do you like how I never warn you what I'm going to start talking about when the when the segment starts? It's called Things I Found in Brother Coffee's House, mm-hmm. which is where, oh, geez, my, my cat just jumped on Sister Twain's house. Out of nowhere. So what I want you to share tonight on Things I Found in Brother Coffee's House, which is if, you're, if you want to see this, you go to our Instagram, which is hot drinks on Instagram. Yeah. Is this coaster. Oh, my that a friend of guy a friend of mine gave me. Okay. It's of Dolly. It's of Dolly. With her tits akimbo. Oh my god. And so there's we're going to post that and a surprise one. 
Oh, I don't know what the surprise one is. I know. It was something that I noticed oh, and thought God. of. And I won't tell you. But the first one you'll see, because it'll be like the two photos in one post. First one you see will be the Dolly Parton coaster. And it's then, a Kimbo. And then the next one will be the surprise one. I mean, how great is this coaster? It is so great. It's beautiful. Anyway. Okay. Dolly's a Kimbo. So we are wrapping it up. <laughs> wrapping it up with the number five. With the number five. What is the fifth holiday if the government didn't approve the first four holidays you proposed to <laughs> replace Valentine's Day with, mm-hmm. what is the number five holiday you would propose? It would be Transgender Community Day of Reckoning. Oh, I like this. Okay, but here's what it looks like. Did you see that there's going to be a transgender flag as an emoji? Oh, thank God. Coming soon. Yeah, oh, coming good. soon. It's about fucking time. Here's what the day looks like. Everyone who identifies with their birth assignment, mm-hmm. so a cisgendered person. Right. Um, anyone who is considers themselves queer, non-binary, and obviously trans, it, it does not have to participate and should not participate. It is just the cis people who should participate. They have to present mm-hmm. or dress or what have you as the opposite gender wow. or just another gender for the day because okay. you could also just present as queer non-binary right right and they have to go to work like that um if you have plans that night you stay you know it's the whole day from start to finish and um and i could see how it could get out of hand and not really work yeah <laughs> um but uh i think it would just be like an important day uh uh, maybe maybe it might work as an opportunity a a day to recognize um just a little bit and it's just scratching the surface i know not even scratching the surface just looking at the surface of not feeling uh help me it the fact that that meant for many of us the gender that we were assigned at birth matches the gender that we feel inside mm-hmm. is a real gift and a real blessing. Yeah, because there are a lot of people in the world where that is not the case, mm-hmm. and so it is a it is a recognition of the fact that something that we take for granted, like I was assigned male at birth, I I identify as male. Mm-hmm. My driver's license says male. My birth certificate says male. Right. The people I, you know, the friends and the, the my coworkers and whatever know me as male. Yes. Those are those are gifts and those are um, things that we take for granted. Yeah. Because we just, for us, it's like quote unquote normal. We're like, oh yeah, of course, like this is easy. But there are a lot of people for whom it is not that simple. Right. That that don't that don't identify with the gender where they were assigned at birth, or that don't identify with the gender that maybe they're perceived at at work or by their friends or by their uh-huh. family or whatever. Yeah, and the, and that is a daily struggle that they have to deal with. And for many of us, like we never consider the we 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 never consider that that might be a struggle. Yeah. So what I was trying to articulate is that it would give cis people an opportunity to feel, uh, to just give. Then the bare minimum of the idea of uh, to f- what it's like to feel not yourself, yeah. not comfortable in how you present or how – anyway, you're, whatever. I, I, I'm always so careful because I, 
I, I, even with my trans kid, I, I fuck things up when, right. when, when I say stuff. Um, and I could see how this would be a shit show and not work and end up being uh, not constructive. But it's this idea I popped into my that I popped in my head. Um, it's not a fully fleshed out idea. But it's just but a day that we recognize that like the idea of sort of gender assignment and gender identity yeah. is not as simple as as many of us think it is. Right. You know, and right. that it can be a very complicated issue for people. Right. And I would want to hire a committee <laughs> of of trans and non-binary and queer people right. to to really help me like fix this idea. But that's that's like that's the seed of that's the, the idea. That's the nugget. Yeah. That's the beginning of the idea. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, great. Yeah. So, from your sublime to my ridiculous oh. as often. <laughs> I don't know what the etymology of this holiday is i don't know what the origin is God. but it, but this holiday is just called rub a fuzzy belly day <laughs> and it's just a day where we just appreciate and honor and rub hairy bellies <sighs> so maybe this isn't a holiday for lesbians i don't know oh my god but if you're a straight woman or a gay man don't you want to rub some hairy bellies? <laughs> it's the greatest thing ever. Like I'm the big spoon uh-huh. and I ha- my arms wrapped around you and my hand is on your on hell- belly. hairy belly. Yeah. Just kind of like just slowly rubbing up and down. Rubbing Nothing it. sexual. I mean, it, maybe. It's hairy and you're rubbing it. Yeah. And it's a belly. And it's the day for that. That's got, that's all I fucking want. Would you month. want people... With hairy bellies to show them in public? I mean, yeah. I oh, mean, okay. I always want that. Oh, okay. I always want that. Okay, 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 okay. I feel like the male crop top is long overdue for yeah, a return. Yeah. <laughs> but, but like, I don't think the holiday needs to be more complicated than just, like, okay. find someone with a hairy belly, get in bed with them, <laughs> and get get in the spooning position <laughs> and wrap your arm around and rub that hairy belly. Your holiday here is so exceedingly simple and straightforward. I just want something clean and simple. Yeah. I don't want to have to buy candy hearts <laughs> with chocolates inside. I don't want to have to buy roses from like the man standing at the gas station parking lot. I don't want to have to buy that teddy bear that says like, I love you. I just want a like chubby guy with oh. a hairy belly oh. and I just want to rub his belly. I love it. And That's then maybe all. and then and then celebrities could play off of that and they would post pictures of their hairy bellies. Jesus. That really took it up and I'm super into yeah. celebrities with hairy bellies. Yeah. And then maybe videos of celebrities spooning each other. I mean now I know what my porn searches will be tonight. <laughs> uh, I love it. I Seems love like it. a great way to spend your your February. Yeah. It's cold, it's shitty outside. Just rub a hairy belly. Do you love a hairy belly? Or are you more into a smooth belly? Or are you more into a smooth six pack abs? What do you what what's what's turning your crank, sis Twain? I'm completely indifferent about the belly. Really? Yeah. God, really? Yeah, sorry. Okay, it's fine. Sorry. Straight people make no sense. I, to I me. have here's what I have a problem with. Okay. Hairy ass cheeks. Like hair on the ass cheek. What? Like the cheek. What? Yeah. You're like bothered by that? Uh Yes, like I'm doing a werewolf or something. <laughs> I literally can't think of something more attractive <laughs> than hairy ass cheeks. It's like in my top. <laughs> I was going to say top two, but it's like maybe number one. Oh, Of like my. things I want in a future partner. Oh, 
hairy ass. Oh my god. So what let's see, what turns my crank then? Uh a smooth ass? Well, yeah, but I mean, like, if I if I'm gonna pick something that I would pick in a future partner, uh, one physical attribute, um, it it would be some thick, curvy legs. Oh yeah, that's yeah. real. Yeah, crush my head with those thighs. Oh uh, yeah, just like put my head between those thighs and squeeze my head like a melon until it pops. And call nine one pops. Yeah. 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 Pop it. Anyway. The funny thing is, remember earlier when my child was like, please stop swearing? He texted me because he could hear us swearing. Yeah. Upstairs. Yeah. Yeah. Now he could. <laughs> he could probably hear me saying, put my head between your thighs and squeeze it like a melon until my head pops. So I'm expecting a text soon that's like, please stop talking about having your head be squeezed between hairy thighs like a melon until it pops. You know what? That's the price you pay in <laughs> modern parenting. Here's something that I could forgive not thick, curvy legs on a man for. Okay. Insanely broad shoulders. You would choose broad shoulders over thick, curvy legs? I could forgive the, the not having of, of it. thick, curvy legs? Yeah, if they were like, it looked like he was wearing, what do you call it? Football. Like he was Gaston. Shoulder, sle- shoulder pads. Shoulder sleeves. Fold- football shoulder sl- pads. Here's the thing. I could not. What? I would not You would forgive. not trade. No. The- okay. No, no, no. Some no, no, lean no, no. legs. If I had to choose between like ripped chest and shoulders uh-huh. and like an ass that was like cheeked up till Thursday that was not quitting... And some hairy, thick-ass thighs. <laughs> I would choose that ass. Are we... Is there something... Is this okay that we're talking about bodies like this? Bodies. Uh-huh. Bodies. 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 Is that okay? I mean, I think so because they're male bodies. It's okay to objectify male bodies. Because men because have been men doing have it for millennia. Well, and because, yeah, that's there's a power dynamic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so these, yeah. So fuck, fuck, fuck you. Anyway. Okay. Cheeked anyway. up till Thursday. Uh, anyway, so this has been hot drinks. This has been hot drinks. I hope you have a lovely Valentine's Day. <laughs> I hope you get some beautiful roses oh, that were God. purchased at the gas station. <laughs> I hope you get a teddy bear that was bought at a, a roadside stand just off I five. That you can squeeze the paw of, and it says. And it plays "Imagine" by John. The- <laughs> uh, I don't hope any of those things, but. And I hope before you go to dinner on okay. Valentine's Day, okay, yeah, you have sex first. Have sex first. Have sex before the dinner. Then go to dinner because at God. dinner you're gonna get you're gonna get in a fight, <laughs> and then you're not gonna get laid. <laughs> so have sex first. <laughs> get that out of the way. Get your nut on, and then go to dinner. And then you might not have a fight because you'll be you in the afterglow. Listen, and if you don't have a fight, great. Then maybe you fool around after dinner too. Then you get, but if you're like, we're gonna go to dinner, it's a win-win. And then we're gonna have sex, and then you go to dinner, and like the like the reservation's too late, and then you're hungry, and then you're hangry, and then you're arguing, and blah blah. blah. Then you don't have sex. This proposed schedule is brilliant. Really, a win-win. I'd be so good at being in a relationship, except that I'm broken inside and I hate myself. Anyway, if you've enjoyed our podcast, (laughs) please email us at hotdrinksforthebelly at gmail.com. Let us know all your. All your hopes and dreams and prayers and wishes. Mm-hmm. And uh, we also have a Patreon. Patreon or Patreon. I think it's pronounced Patreon. Uh-huh. Uh, and there are different tiers. You can give us money. We give you things in return. 
But mostly you're just happy to give us money. It's Patreon, P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com uh-huh. slash hot drinks. Yeah. Uh, we're both single parents and, and your Patreon contributions truly do make this easier for like us to Like literally continue. sometimes they pay my gas bill. <laughs> sometimes I'm like, well, thank God we can have gas this month because of the patrons. Yeah. Um, so, and if you want to follow us on Instagram... We are at uh, Hot Drinks on Instagram, and yes. you can f- see the Dolly coaster. Yes. And the other mystery thing, and which the is... the surprise one. That you're not going to give any more than that. It's no. just a surprise one. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. So that's it for Hot Drinks. Have a good day, night, wherever you are in your day, your 24-hour period. Enjoy the rest of it. It's a, it's a really great sentiment. <laughs> Some content. Wherever oh, you are in and, your 24-hour period. And... Uh, Look, those of you who pay $3 or more a month on Patreon, uh-huh. look for a follow-up Demitas. Oh, yeah. A Demitas. Which is our teeny tiny episode. For our $3 a month Patreons. And above. And above. Okay. We love you. Okay. Happy February. Oh, God. Happy Hooge month. <laughs> Happy porn day. Yeah. Happy. Just porn. All those other it's days. Oh, it was just porn. P- okay. Bye. Bye.